Welcome to the Run for God Run Club, where you will find God in a runner's space. Welcome to the Run for God Run Club. This is your one stop each week to be motivated and inspired to get off the couch and onto the running trail where you can, in turn, inspire others to do the same. Let's learn, laugh, and leap into running together, giving God the glory for what we are able to do in His name. Amen. I am your running host, Dean Thompson. Hills, we run them. We walk them, but not many of us like them. (laughs) We're going to share a story about climbing life's hills, and then I'm going to talk about mind over matter in Dean's thoughts. And joining me for all of that and much, much more is Run For God founder, Mitchell Hollis. How's your week been, Dean? Dean? Hot. Yeah. Man, it's been hot. Muggy. Muggy. Yeah. 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 It really wasn't that hot this morning. Yeah. But the humidity, I feel like it was 100%. I mean, you sweat when you walk outside, just... Standing out there. Yeah, you just feel damp all the time. Yeah. yeah. So what about heels? It's all, Are you a fan all, of heels? I'm not a fan of heels. I don't like heels. I like flat and fast. Mm-hmm. That's what I like. But uh, well, You know heels. the weird thing is I like walking heels, yeah. but I don't like running heels. Isn't that weird? It's weird. But I enjoy I, – because I, I enjoy the burn. Yeah, I can see but that. But, yeah, running heels is mm, – yeah, I guess that hurts too bad. It just hurts when yeah. your lungs feel like they're going to explode. And we'll talk a lot about hills today. In a so, lot did of you go ways. see any fireworks? We're we're two days removed from the fourth as of the time we're recording this. You know, we were supposed to have our big fireworks mm-hmm. in uh, downtown Cahutta and got rained out. Yeah, I mean, it got ugly. It so, got y'all were ugly. supposed to do them on Saturday, though. Yes, yeah. we were going to do them on Saturday. Yeah. And then my son and his wife, they were going to have some fireworks at their house. And so I thought, well, we'll go do that. And then um, we just didn't make it over there. Yeah. So no yeah. fireworks this We wound year. up staying in. We were going on 4th of July down to the Brookers. Okay. Fireworks, but we were out in the sun all day long at a cookout. And we, uh, we all got back here. And we were like, eh, let's just stay. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Hey, before we get started, let's talk about this week's sponsor. Gathered Goods is a special kind of produce market. It only happens a handful of times a year, ran by Casey Carpenter, a household name here in Dalton. Uh, they provide the freshest produce shipped in just days before the sale, sometimes even the day of. The variety of goods they bring is just unreal. It really is a great organization, so be on the lookout for the next produce run by Gathered goods it is worth every penny you know and i don't think they've done that this year yet have i they? haven't seen it of course i guess we're just now getting into the heart of the growing season yeah uh, so probably, they'll probably be firing up here in the next few weeks or so i would think so that's always you, a fun thing to participate you always in. know it's coming with casey's post I mean, <laughs> he runs around and does all these videos crazy videos but yeah he's a casey missed his calling in marketing I yes think. yeah 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 but he and he's got a um, and man, when he gets people out, he gets people he out. He does, man, he really does. The lines, yeah. Well, let's talk about our Facebook post from last week. It comes from Lynn Carroll McDonald. She said, "Had fallen behind a little on the 10K training as part of the Couch to Marathon with life being super busy. Wasn't worried about catching up because I wasn't that many runs off." Then worked through a curveball to that plan and was a super stressful week last week. One of those where I tried to go out for a run but quit a mile in because mentally I just wasn't in it. 
Promised myself at the end of last week that I'd pick back up this week. So I got out there this evening. Still 92 with feels like 105 at 7 p.m. this evening. So I decided I'd try to keep my easy run within zone two with walking and running intervals. Got it done and glad I got out there. Good outlook. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you just, sometimes you don't have those days. Um, but too many times people will think they've messed up and they just, before you know it, they're taking two days off, three days off, four days off. And, and they, give up. they think it's a, a compounding thing. And all you got to do is get back out there. That's it. Whether you're walking or running, whatever it is, it could be anything. I mean, this, re- this really applies to anything we do. Yeah. Uh, sometimes we step our toe. And we get off track, um, but the best thing to do is just get back on the bike. You know, yeah. when your when your kids fall off a bike when they're little, what do you do? You put them you back get on them it. back on as fast yeah. as you can. Yeah, and uh, that's the best way to handle so many things in life. Yeah, and she did a really good job because she, you know, not only did she was she falling behind and all, but then she went out there, tried it, and then failed. Basically, is what she did, and she still. Sure. So just don't don't give up after one try either, right? Mm-hmm. One of the things, this reminds me, this, uh, we were talking about our church. Our church sets up this big thing for 4th of July. I mean, mm-hmm. huge. Yeah. We have all these games. Our pastor is uber creative. He sets up, he, he has these games that are just unbelievable. And anyway, we set all this stuff up. We got there at like 10 o'clock in the morning, set all this. I mean, loads just, it took hours and hours of work. And then the rain comes, rains it all out. And we can't, we're not, do, we're not going to do anything. We got a couple of kids that just happened by, right? Yeah. And then, so we missed these contacts with all these kids in the community. So you could just kind of be really, uh, the pastor was just, he was torn up about it. He was just torn up about it. I told him, I said, I'm going to tell you like I tell my athletes, you got two hours. After two hours, you got to get over it. Yeah. It's just move on. And, uh, he said, Oh, he said, the thing is, is for him, he wasn't, moping about what happened he was plotting his next move Mm -hmm. and so when things get in the way and things don't go the way you plan plot your next move sure don't don't look at it as if oh that's just that's terrible that we missed the opportunity to 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 meet with all those kids it's okay how are we going to make up for Mm -hmm. that right and if we'll do that and we'll look at our running that way you know what i missed a run how am i gonna i'm gonna be even more creative next time Figure so, out how to get it in. So what does your pastor do with all these games? I was actually at a cookout with him. I don't even know if I told you this. It's been a month and a half. What was the last holiday? Uh, was it Memorial Day? Memorial Day. How long ago was that? Mm-hmm. It was Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. And we were at a cookout together up near Cahutta. Yeah. And he was working on the game, I guess, that, yeah. that he had this past weekend. But these are not little small games. These no. are humongous oh, yeah. built what does he do with all of them? I didn't even ask him. We just we use them for church. We use them for these events. So they're they're kind of stacked around. Where does he store? I mean, because I mean, I, like that Twix honestly, one, it know. was a big machine. I think his garage is full. Wow. Uh, yeah, I, 
I think wow. he just stores them at his house. Yeah. Yeah. One of them is, uh, it's a Twix factory. Yeah. It sits in the back of his truck. Yeah. So it, it, it fills up the bed of his truck. I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. But you basically, you push, uh, you push the left Twix or the right Twix button and there's a little conveyor that starts up as soon as you push the button and out pops your whichever one you chose. Yeah. Um, and it's just, most of this stuff is put together with like copy machine parts and stuff. Cause you know, there's, family is in that business he's yeah. in charge of all the maintenance for all of that stuff and so he's just he's got this he's really smart when it comes yeah. to it was so funny because it was a long time before i realized he was the same guy because you know we use jared's business machines for yeah. our copier yeah and i have seen him in the context of that before and then i had met him as your pastor before it's weird how you see people in different context yep but i never realized until Maybe a year or two ago, yeah, it was the same person, <laughs> and uh, so that's kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. Well, just don't give up when uh, when when we when life throws you a curveball. Figure out how you're going to adjust and hit that curveball. So I do have a question because everything in Cahuta got canceled. The fireworks, right. the all day stuff. Do they reschedule that? Like, will they reschedule it for another day? Because Somebody had all those fireworks. They're talking about doing it on Labor Day, possibly. Okay. Yeah. So they may reschedule cool. something for Labor Day. Yeah. 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 I thought they might reschedule it for July 4th and actually do it on the 4th, but I guess they didn't want to try to do that. But yeah. Um, it's bad for us from the church, church's perspective because we use that as contacts for Vacation Bible School. Mm. By the time more, uh, Labor Day gets here, sure. Vacation Bible School will be over with, but. Yeah. Well, I come God's by your, we, our church didn't have services last night and Holly and I were out riding around looking at some stuff. We come by your church. What a difference yeah. in a few years. Yeah. Y'all's parking lot was packed. Yeah. And yeah. that's, um, uh, you're doing some good things up there. It was, um, yeah, a few years. I, I was blown away how many few, people were there. A few years ago, we would only have had three, maybe kids under 20 mm-hmm. there. Now, it, there were say, people everywhere. I don't know if there was something else going on. No, but there were a lot of people there. No, we have more kids there than we have adults now. Yeah, on Wednesday. That's awesome. Yeah, it's great. All right, we had a trivia question from last week, and this was the trivia question. There's a race in Seward, Alaska, run every Fourth of July. It is another unusual race. What is it called, and why is it unusual? And. This is a crazy race. It's called the Mount Marathon 5K. It's a little bit like the last one we talked about, but it's, uh, it's basically, it's, it's a five, roughly 5K. There's a 3,000 foot climb in the first mile and in the mile and a half up. 3,000 feet. So for perspective, Mount Sinai is one of the toughest hills we can climb here and it climbs about a thousand feet in a mile and a half. This climbs three times that. Is much. this on a road that you can drive? No, this is on a trail. Okay, I was going to yeah. say, because you couldn't drive up that, I wouldn't think. No. The grade would be too steep. Yeah, yeah, it would be. I mean, it's it's, wow. it's, it's almost a climb, and it's sure it's interesting <laughs> to watch. There is no, there's no race course. So there's basically a rock that you go up to, and you turn around, <laughs> you go around that rock, and you come back down, and there's a finish line. You get there however you want to. On the way up and the, and the way down. And there are multiple paths to Kinda go. That sounds like a mini Barclays. Yeah. 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 But you gotta, you, you know, you, you just have to get to that point, turn around and come back down. It's again, it's so steep. Um, 
there's places where you can go through some trees and there's some roots that you can grab hold of and pull on. There's also a good portion of the course is just kind of loose gravel, mm-hmm. which sounds like, man, that's got to be really, really tough to get up on that loose gravel. But watching people come back down is crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, when they come back down, it's just they're basically just kind of skipping on the way down and then some of them are sliding down and so did you see any times for this what's like the fastest time the winning time for this year was 44 minutes and change um that's impressive the the finish for women was like 52 minutes but think about this they say the fastest time on the way down is like 6 minutes yeah that's yeah so <laughs> it's taken 30 minutes to go up 40 almost 40 minutes 40 minutes to go up so 40 minutes to cover a mile and a half. But 3,000 feet. 3,000 feet. That's impressive. Yeah. yeah. It really is. Yeah. 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 Pretty wow. interesting. But uh, looks like a lot of fun. Um, but I'll tell you this. There's a lot. I'd say probably there are probably more people that finish with blood on them than without blood on them. <laughs> For sure. It's, I know I would. I know I would, too. Because I can't do it halfway. You know, I can't just have fun with it. I'd have to be going after it as hard yeah, as I could you, go. And, you catch a toe at that kind of grade, it's going to be a little while before you stop. Yes. Yeah. 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 And people do it on purpose. I mean, people slide down on purpose. They tell you to wear gloves. You should wear gloves. Yeah. Because of, uh, you know. That would be a fun one. It would be fun. Do you struggle with motivation to exercise? Are you looking for something that will challenge you and inspire and motivate you? The Run for God Run Club is just what you need to get off the couch and on your way to a fitter, healthier you. Stop trying to get into better shape and do it with the help and inspiration of thousands of others who are going through the same challenges you face. Whether you are participating in the Couch to Marathon Challenge or any of our other challenges, or you're just looking for a daily pick-me-up to get active, join the Run for God Run Club today. You can join for as little as 27 cents a day. So what are you waiting for? Get started today at runforgod.com. back and and again if you don't join us on thursday nights you should if you're just listening to this podcast for the first time we have live events every thursday night where i just i get online and i talk about whatever and um it people tell me it really is whatever yeah yeah Yeah. it, it could be anything um this week we're going to talk about your brain and and how your brain works and how to hack your brain basically and so um Interesting stuff, I think. And so join us on Thursday nights. You do have to be part of Run Club to join mm-hmm. us on Thursday nights. And so uh, if you're not part of Run Club, you should be. All right. Uh, also, don't forget that we need stories. We always need stories. We say this every week, but it, it's always true. We do have a few mm-hmm. lined up at this point, but they go they go quick. And, and the folks in Run Club move to the front of the line. That's right. That's right. So submit your story. All right. So I saw this new study, um, and it says, you know how we, we talk about eating late at night's bad for you? Mm-hmm. Well, this new study says that, and of course they did this in mice. So, mm-hmm. but that, that the mice, the equivalent to, to testing mice is to test them during the day, not at night because they're nocturnal mm-hmm. animals. So, they found that them eating while during their rest period was actually actually increased their endurance 
versus eating during their busy period. So in other words, the, the, the test seems to be saying that as humans, eating at night would boost our endurance. Does that sound crazy? Yeah. It, Do you believe that? It does sound crazy. I don't know what to believe anymore. Because <laughs> uh, there's a study for everything. Because I'll everything. be honest, when I saw this, I went and Googled studies about eating at night, and they're just all over the board. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's one, I, I think I read one from Harvard that was kind of against what you're saying. And then there was one from, it was another university. University of that, Virginia, I think. That kind of supported what you're saying. So yeah. it's like two very reputable universities yeah. Saying opposite things. So yeah. who knows? Here's what I do know. Intermittent fasting is a thing yeah. where people eat within a certain window. Right. Now, I've, there's a guy at our church who he has been doing this for two months. And so he eats from 12, I think he said from 12 to 6 every day. That's mm-hmm. He does all his eating between 12 and 6. And he has lost 42 pounds in two months. And Yeah, but I just think that goes back. We've talked about this a hundred times. The, the gentleman you're talking about, he's probably being much more intentional as well oh, yes. about what he's eating. Sure. So that kind of plays into, I just, and I think me and you're on the same page here. It just doesn't seem sustainable to do that long term. It doesn't seem it, but there are, there are people yeah. who do it. I mean, there are people who they, they eat that way regularly. All the time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't know how they do it. That's got to be hard. He says it's really hard. He says that according to his body weight, he needs to get in 2,800 calories. And he says it's really hard to get in 2,800 calories in that six hour window. Um, It's not. I don't think it is either, but (laughs) but he says it is. So uh, you can go to some of these restaurants now and get 2,800 calories almost in a sit down. It's true. It's true. (laughs) One meal. Yeah. 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 Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens if they continue these studies in humans, which, you know, you would think they would do as the next step. And it'll be interesting to see what it, what it comes out to, to be. One of the interesting things that they found though, uh, on this is that when they, apparently there's a gene in your brain, or, or I guess you have a, a gene. I don't know how you delete a gene, uh, but yeah. I, I, I had questions on that. I too. don't understand all that, yeah. but somehow you can delete a gene. And this gene, there's a gene that, um, regulates your circadian rhythm, uh-huh. which tells you not kind of your body when to sleep and that kind of thing. And, uh, when they eliminated that gene, there was no benefit. So it made no difference if you took out the gene for that regulates your circadian rhythm. That makes it even crazier, right? So I don't know where you find these sets. I, I don't know. They're either. fun to talk about. Though. They are fun to talk about and it's fun to read. All right, we have a story this week from Shelly Arnett. And Shelly has written a story called Just Another Hill. Hello, greetings from East Tennessee. Want to talk and chat together for a bit? Let's go. One thing you will notice here is that there are plenty of hills. But I wasn't born here. I came from a rather flat area of Ohio. But life brought me here, and along the way, I faced some mighty steep hills of life, as most of us have. If I go back to the first hill, it would be before I was even born. I was created by my maker with Turner's Syndrome. It's a rare genetic condition that, for me, means infertility, 
short stature, and a host of other physical ramifications, including significant hearing loss. But God's word says he knit me together. So did he make a mistake or in some way punish me before I was even born? Absolutely not. It was just one hill of life I had to climb. Life led me to college after high school. I had a plan and a purpose, but then I failed a class and dropped out. Just another hill. 30 years later, God helped me climb that hill again and get a degree. And then there was that literal hill, the one I call my driveway. Picture it, an icy morning in Tennessee on December 28th. The year was 2020. Yep, that year. (laughs) For months, trying to keep up with school and work had me stressed beyond belief. I was having emotional meltdowns on almost a daily basis. The recurring thought was simply that if something did not change, I was going to break. I didn't think it it would be so literal. So I rushed off to work on that frigid morning only to fall and break my hip. I had been trying to control everything, and in a minute, I couldn't control anything at all. What a steep hill it was. Fast forward to December 2022 and a trip to St. Augustine. There were 219 steps to the top of the lighthouse there, and I climbed it. As I took in the view, it was as if God said, look how far you've come. But he whispered, but look around. There is so much more I have for you, too. Enter, run for God. I've walked a 5K, which I didn't think I could do, and I want to stay active so I don't miss a thing, anything God has for me. There have been other hills as well, like finances and relationships, to name a couple. But I have learned that God directs me and is with me every step. step. He is such a faithful friend and guide. And as for hills, he knows a thing or two about that. He climbed Calvary for me and for you. It's a great way to sign off. Isn't that a great finish? Yeah, it is. Uh, great job, Shelley. Kind of pulls it all together right there at the end. I just love it when people are very transparent. Yeah. Um, because <clears throat> there's somebody out there who needs to hear that. Yeah. And so many times we're, we're you know, and rightfully so sometimes, we're kind of personal and private. Um, but sometimes it's good to, things can be, Personal, kind of like our salvation. It's a very yeah. personal thing, but it should be private. Yeah. Um, and sharing with others so that you can encourage others. A lot of times, that's a good way to go. Just like like here, she she got pretty transparent, but um, we we all we we are all where she is many times. Yeah. In our lives. Well, and I think that her perspective here is kind of an unusual perspective for today. We're so focused on feeling sorry for ourselves mm-hmm. these days. Um, and I feel so bad for people who are so focused on feeling sorry for themselves. Mm-hmm. That has got to be terrible, a, a horrible way to wake up every day and think that every day you've got to start up a new hill. When in, in a lot of cases, the things we call hills aren't really hills. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the other thing is that I think about is Jakob Ingebrigtsen. Mm-hmm. He's, he's the fastest distance runner in the world, middle distance runner at least. Um, and if he and I raced, he would beat me. Okay. Like he might, like he would lap me <laughs> in a mile, right? He, he would just crush me, right? Would he feel great about that? Right. Well, no. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't think a thing about it. It wouldn't be a big deal to him. 
But now when he races the best guys in the world and he beats them, he feels great about that. Well, what's the difference? One's a hill and one's not. Mm-hmm. One is tough and one's not. Overcoming obstacles leads to us feeling better about what we accomplish. Well, think about, I mean, we, we talked about hills at the outset of this podcast. Think about, and we both agreed, we don't like to run hills. But what what is probably, uh, I'm, I'm thinking back to some hill workouts. Think about how satisfying it's probably one of the most satisfying. Probably the the workouts that we dread the most are the ones that are most satisfying when we're done. That's true. And it's man, that should just that should tell us something. Mm-hmm. And we 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 have talked about this many times. We get it with sport. We we get it that we dread that hill workout, but we do it and we see the benefit and we're we're almost feeling feeling good in a weird way during that hill workout. Like, oh, this hurts so bad. It's I don't want to do the next rep. But we get done, and, I mean, we're dog-dead tired. We just want to lay down right there where we're at. But there's some kind of euphoria that <laughs> that yeah. almost comes over you because we just did something hard. Yeah. And it's like we say all the time, tell your kids to do hard things. You know, you yourself do hard things. And when you're going through hard things, Look at it in the same way that you look at that hill workout. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what it is. Right. Yeah. Whether it's running or not running. Because in the end, you can either be better for it or you can let it crush you. Mm -hmm. And that is not a physical thing that happens. That is a decision you make in your head. Mm -hmm. It's really that simple. Yeah. And yeah, if we, if we could, if we could figure out how to, to, what is the word I'm trying to use? The correlation. Yeah. If we could figure out how to draw that correlation in the struggles we go through in life with the struggles we go through in workouts. If you could we need some, to bottle that. Yeah, if you could somehow get a little bit of that feeling, you know, before you do it. Right. Problem is you can't get that feeling until after you do it. And that's the thing that we're looking for. We're looking for that feeling. But that feeling doesn't feel close enough before we do it. Right. So that, I think that's the hard thing is, is realizing how great it's going to be after we get done with it. Yeah, because that hill workout, we know how good it feels because we remember the last time. But I, I'm sitting here thinking about hard things in my life, seasons of my life that I went through that were just horrible. Mm-hmm. But I can see right now I'm so much better for having gone through that. Mm. But why does why does not not equate in the same way when when we're walking into this next season of life that is hard, we know what's ahead of us. We can't make that connection like we can with a workout. Yeah. And maybe it's cuz workouts are so short-lived and we get that and we look at seasons of life like, well this is never going to end when we know it is. We can look back and see that that's true. Yeah. But I I don't know why we can't Connect those dots. Yeah. Times. I don't either. I don't either. Luke 2.52. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. 
Of course, this is that famous scene in the Bible where Jesus' family is headed home as a caravan, and then suddenly his mother <laughs> sits up and realizes that he's missing. I can't help but think about the movie Home Alone, where, where she, she's on the airplane, and she goes, Kevin! You think Mary did that? <laughs> Jesus! I don't know. Probably. Um, but, you know, Jesus was focused on what he came to do, and he needed to be around his other teachers. And I just, one of the, this is a mystery to me, uh, just honestly, right? I, it says in here that he increased in wisdom and stature. Well, God knows everything. Yeah, but you know what's very, uh, and, and as I was reading back through this, you know, we always like to get things in context so we yeah. go back. Yeah. But the verse before this, what, what did Mary what was Mary's reaction when the angel came to her and said, you're going to have a baby, you're going to have a virgin birth, that says she kept and pondered these things in her heart? Mm-hmm. It's exactly what Mary said again yeah. about this situation in the verse before. She kept these things and pondered them in her heart. She didn't understand it. Yeah. So why would we think we're going to understand this? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It, it really goes, it, to me, that just, I mean, because... An angel comes and says, you're going to have a virgin birth. She kept these things and she pondered them in her heart. She trusted, but she didn't understand it. Yeah. And, and same thing here. We, we know that God is all knowing. He's omnipotent, omniscient, all the O's. But even Mary didn't fully understand it back then. Yeah. And so I just, I just thought that was interesting that this was the second time that Mary's kept these things and pondered them in our heart. Yeah, that is interesting. What was this story? And I guess that this whole idea, that this whole idea of him growing in wisdom and stature is, is it's a human it's thing. It's a human And side. it's showing his human side. And um, that's an important thing. So Just like he struggled with temptation. Right. He had hills to climb, too. He had hills to climb. Yep. Yeah. And, but he was showing us the human side that this can be done. Yeah. For sure. Second Timothy one seven, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. Well, apparently, you know, Paul's writing this to Timothy, and apparently Timothy struggled with fear. Um, I can only imagine how hard it was to be in ministry in that day. We think it's hard today. Mm-hmm. You know, we <laughs> we complain all the time about how we're we're persecuted, and we look at we're not his, not just history, but even just sure. around the world and where we are today. And uh, we realize that that we don't have a lot to worry about. But Paul, of course, is explaining to Timothy that fear is not from God. And it's so easy to get caught up in fear, whatever that fear might be. Um, and we see it in running, right? Mm-hmm. We see people who are, are fearful to try the workout. We see people, how many anxious people do we see the week before the uh, the eighth week of the 5K challenge? Mm-hmm. You know, ah, there's no way I'm going to be able to do that. It's fear that's, mm-hmm. that's telling them that, right? Um, we have big fears. We have small fears. but And I think the thing, like big fears of... Um, I don't know. This isn't the biggest fear, but going through the couch to marathon plan, trying to figure out how to fit all those workouts and all the work that has to be done with that. Um, that's a pretty big obstacle to overcome mm-hmm. to, to get there. Right. But I don't think those are the things that derail us often. I think the things that often derail us are the little things 
Like the things like an example might be the person who they want to do a track workout, but they won't go to the local track because they're afraid they're going to run into a real runner there. And I don't want to get on that track where there's a real runner and I don't want to have people look down on me. That is the kind of fear that I think really, really hurts us. We're afraid of how we're going to look. How's it going to look if I go and I witness to somebody? You know, what's going to happen? What if they ridicule me? What if I say, hey, do you know Jesus? And they say, who are you? Some, you know, I don't know what they say, but you know, they, they ridicule you. How are we going to feel? Well, we're, we're, we fear that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's those smaller fears. That are the most damaging fears. Yeah. Good word, Dean. Of course, you know, one of the things about fear is fear is good for a couple of reasons. Fear protects us, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's what good. They call that, that primal fear. Yeah. It's good that when you go to the Grand Canyon, it's good that you don't want to walk too close to the edge. You know, that's well, a good and fear. I, yeah. Cause you know, God is not the author of fear, but I think. I think fear is one of those words that we use. You got to put that again in context. Yeah, that's um, a good good point. Fear. Maybe we maybe fear is the wrong word. I, I did a little digging on this here a while back about the word fear, and um, in the in the Hebrew, there's there's a, a lot of different words that we group all together yeah, for the word, word fear. Yeah, you know, fear. There's reverent fear, which is the fear of God that we're supposed to have. It's it's we reverent. It's it's kind of the same fear of the Grand Canyon. It's yeah. it's it's majestic. It's awe inspiring. But if you walk up and walk off the edge, it's you better respect it. It's a respectful. Yeah. Fear. And then there's you know scared. Scared is the one I think. Probably better suits what we're talking about nowadays. Yeah, that's true. We just get scared of things. Mm-hmm. Fear, I think, in today's um, in today's society, is probably the good fear. We we fear um, things that we should a lion. You know, you should re- fear. Fear is almost associated with the word respect. Yeah, um, and scared. Kind of goes more along with what I think Scripture talks about, where we're just scared to do anything. God, God calls us to do this, and we're scared. Yeah, we fear God, but we're scared to do what God says. Yeah, and so I don't know. It's it's kind of confusing when you really start diving into that word. Yeah, um, yeah, that's an interesting perspective. Philippians four eleven. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. Another thing that's foreign to us these days, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this this whole idea of of being happy with where we are. I saw a video recently from this guy who was saying, you know, as advanced as civilization is, and 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 as as much as we can do these days with technology and other things, we shouldn't have to work anymore. <laughs> First of all, how does anything get done if no work? Where did is you done? hear this? It's just one of those crazy. It was a TikTok video oh, from somebody, okay. and that, and I, I heard it through somebody else. But the whole idea, the 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 thing about it is, is the work and the. The battle, the, the hills that you climb in doing work mm. is valuable, 
right? It's not sure. just it's your it's dignity. There's yeah. dignity in yeah. work and doing hard things and but yeah, I mean that's why I say tell your kids to do hard things because there's dignity in that. Yeah, yeah. So we that that work provides contentment. Sure. Right? That's that's what it does. Um and I think the most important thing we need um, before we can get to this point of what Paul is talking about, though, is that we have to understand. And if you're going to get to that point of contentment for us, we have to understand God's will for our life. Because sure. that needs to be where your contentment comes from, is mm-hmm. knowing that you're on that path. And part of that is, you know, in this case, it's work, but whatever that thing is that you have to do. Right. Question, are you satisfied with where you are physically and spiritually? Do you simply point to past hills and think you have run your race and can coast from here? Or are there hills God still wants you to climb so you can still learn and grow? Every time I think I can coast, I'm at the foot of another hill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've had those thoughts before. Like, oh, whew, I've made it. We can just kind of coast from here. Nope. Nope. Um, nope. But I, that's good. I mean, it's it's that's yes. kind of God keeping us on our toes. Uh, are you satisfied where you are physically? You know, I've I've really struggled with this. Again, you, I feel like my physical running has been a roller coaster the past few years. You know, I am back to walking now. Um, it seems like that six mile mark for whatever reason just God God gets me back to walking when I get yeah. to that point, and. Uh, I've struggled with that from time to time. We've talked about this on this podcast before. Um, and I think so many times we struggle with where God has us. Yeah. And, and it's because it's at the foot of another hill and we think, I'm just not going to be able to overcome this. But maybe that's where God is working in your yeah. life. And we, we need to get out of our own way sometimes or we need to get out of God's way yeah. in using us. But so many times we're, we're trying to fix things and, strategize and do things where we just need to sit and be still and listen. And God can do things right where you're at. I mean, had I not started walking, what, two years ago, we wouldn't have the walking program. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm just, I'm kind of sitting in it right now. Yeah. Physically, you know, I, I walk every day now. I'm doing zero running right now. And sometimes I let pride creep yeah. in. And, it's it's the fear of what others might think, and that is the fear that God talks about. Yeah, there's no place for that. That is not from Him. And um, yeah, yeah, I think that uh, God, of course, God's plans for us change over time. Sure. So as as I get older, I think back, and I I'm not as fast as I once was mm-hmm. from a from a Physical standpoint, I'm not as strong as I once was, and I'm not going to be able to do the things that I once could do physically. But I can do things spiritually way better than I could do 20 or 30 years ago, right? Sure. So um, it's just a different – it's a different path. He gets you on this path, and that path changes as you go. It's like going on a, on a trail run, and you know there's some parts that are – under the trees and then there's some places maybe you cross fields or whatever but it's mm-hmm. it's it's all part of the journey 
and um, we we just have to learn to get on his path. Uh, question: Do you fear there is a hill or trial that God cannot get you through? Is there a hill of ministry that God wants you to climb that you are too afraid to try? I think the answer to the first question is no, but there is a fear that I will derail that process. Yeah. You know, I have full confidence that God can get me through anything, but too many times I get in my own way. Um, and I feel like, I feel like that is better now than it used to be. I mean, we're, we're going through some pretty cool things in this ministry, um, that we'll be announcing next week mm-hmm. that were, if I would have allowed it to be terrifying, would have been terrifying. Yeah. Because none of us like change. Um, but I think God has been preparing me for 13 years. Mm. I think he's prepared us all because during this whole process, I've been asking, everybody got peace about this. Everybody got peace about this. Mm. And I think that would not have been my default 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, but yes, the, the answer to the question is absolutely. God can get you through whatever he'll. But you got to get out of your own way. Yeah, and I, I can't help but think about the difference in the way we look at hills. So when we when we get to the bottom of the hill, what do we do? Oh, yeah, <laughs> we get to the we're doing hill repeats, and we're on the seventh hill repeat. We hit we we're jogging down to the bottom of the hill. We make that turn. We start back up. And we're like, oh, another hill. <laughs> Temporary repeat. amnesia. Yeah. As soon as we get to the bottom, we forget what it felt like on top. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but God. God loves to watch us do those hill repeats because mm-hmm. he loves to watch us make progress and do good things. And those hill repeats, you know, they don't come in the form of necessarily running, but all those things we go through in life that are, sure. that are tough hills. When we climb that hill and we get to the top, you can't help but think God's got a smile on his face watching us do that. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing, right? And in, in, in the realm of God, there, there many times they're tests and sometimes. You fail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you fail, and that's where God's grace comes in. Mm-hmm. And God doesn't want you to turn around, take your ball, and go home because you failed. He wants you to analyze that, forget about it, take it to Him, and then come back tomorrow to do that workout again. Yeah. But just like with with a workout, we we fail and we take our ball and we go home yeah. to never do that again. Yeah. That's that's not what God wants us to do. Yeah. He wants us to good can come out of failure. Good often does come out of failure yeah. if we look at it with the right perspective. But and it's it's so hard sometimes. We just want to throw in the towel. Yeah. But God's saying, don't do that. Yep. Trust me. Good point. Last question. No matter if you're in a valley, climbing uphill, or on a mountaintop, have you learned to trust God and enjoy the journey and the view? I think now more than ever, you know, I think you and I are both on that same page. Mm-hmm. We're better at that than we've ever been in the mm-hmm. past and hopefully going to get even better we at it. we still got a long way go. to go, though. We, yeah. st- we do. We do. <laughs> We're not coasting yet. No, no, no. 
I can't help but think about that, you know, Mount Sinai, how hard that, that whole climb sure. is. You know, we, we run up that hill and it's hard. And do you have some, you got one little view along the way that you see on the, on your way up and it comes late where you're really hurting. And then you get to the top and it's just, it's amazing the view up there. Um, even though our lungs feel like they're going to explode on the way, um, just getting, getting up there is just, it's a, it's a big deal. And so we have to get to the point where we not only enjoy the view when we get there, but envision that view on the way, right? I think that's where we were talking earlier that when you get, when you get to hills, we forget how satisfying it is. Mm-hmm. To, to accomplish something sometimes, and that's why we don't want to start it. Well, and a lot of times we make the mistake of not taking inventory when we get to the top. Yeah. We get to the top and like, oh, we're in a hurry, we got to get right back down, and you never stop and look around. That's true, And too. so you never get that picture, the the physical picture of that hilltop of the hill you just climb running, yep. or that metaphorical picture of, God, this is what you've done. We get so busy that we, we don't even take inventory of that. So we, we don't have a benchmark to look back at because we didn't stop long enough to look around and, yeah. and thank God. And yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the point about these, this hills and, and it's, this is the, the best as, as close a metaphor for life as anything you can look at in running is hills. Mm-hmm. And the idea that hills make us stronger runners. There's no question about that. And the hills of life and the overcoming the tough things and getting to the top of whatever that thing is, is some of the most valuable things we'll ever do in life. Mm-hmm. When we look back on our lives, we don't look back on the things that went smoothly. We look back at the things that were hard, right? Those are the things we're most Absolutely. proud of. Absolutely. And so when you get to that hill, realize that's a great moment, not yeah. a bad one. Would you like to experience the Bible in a different way than you've ever done before? Well, you can join me, Coach Dean, as I read through the Bible every day for a full year. We go through the hard-to-pronounce names and all. (laughs) In addition, I share running and walking tips and some inspirational quotes along the way. Get your daily dose of the Bible from a runner's perspective in the Run for God Run Club Walk Through the Bible. You must be a member of the Run for God Run Club to get access, so if you're not a member, join today. If you are a member, just find a Walk Through the Bible under the Nationwide Challenge tab. back so yesterday i go to the high school track to do uh, a run on the track and i'm i start i get there and i start warming up i realize they're digging up the middle in in you know where the football field is because they're going to install some turf and they're having to put drainage and stuff in there and it's you know i love construction stuff but i looked and i saw the track was basically okay and i thought great i can run i can get on the track and run and then as I'm warming up, I start running and I look up and I realize there's a line of these big pallets across the track that are about four inches tall mm-hmm. um, that are all the way across the track. And you don't have any choice but to run over those pallets. And I, for a minute there, I got to thinking, should I 
should I just not do my workout? And then I thought, no, that's just going to make it more fun, <laughs> right? It's like hay bales on a cross country. Course. That's right. What the heck? Why not? Um, I'm surprised they haven't locked the gate and don't, don't allow anybody in. You know, I'm surprised that they allow folks to even get out there on the track with all the stuff going on. Yeah. And I guess if they, there wasn't anybody there when I was there. So sure. I'm assuming if the workers were there, they probably don't want you there. Um, with machinery and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I don't they know. probably don't care. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah. Well, you know, Atlanta's not far from here, and there is some interesting news down there. Um, you know, the Peachtree Road Race just had the Peachtree Road Race. Do you know the Peachtree didn't fill up this year? I didn't. And you yeah. said this year again. Again. Is it not filled well, up? Well, it hasn't filled up since 2020. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't have it in 2020. Um, but, yeah, the, 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 it's still not filling up. Because people just haven't come back to racing, and I, yeah, we've talked I'm about that a lot. Uh, with with racing numbers are down, and you kind of wonder what's going on. Part I think part of it is there are so many races now. Yeah, you know, at one time the Peachtree Road Race, at least around here, was about the only race on the Fourth yeah. of July. Yeah. Well, now there's a handful. Yeah. Within driving distance of here, so. I know if you're like me, somebody that hates crowds, if it's the Peachtree Road Race or some local small town race, I'm going there every time. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of the big crowds either. But yeah, but race numbers in lar- at large are down. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but I think there's many more races than there used to be also. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, there's one man who, who has run every single Peachtree since it started in 1973, 53 years in a row. He's 92 now, and this was his last Peachtree road race. His name is Bill Thorne. Um, he said, it's time to start a new era, and I guess that, is, that doesn't <laughs> include him So uh, on the Peachtree road race course. So he, he was, apparently he was feeling a lot of pressure every year. To try to complete it at 92 years old, it gets pretty tough. I'm, yeah, I imagine Peachtree's sure. got some hills in it that are yeah. not easy, and it's hot. Yeah, and it's hot. Um, so he figured the best way to get the pressure off is not to get on the starting line. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but congratulations but he did complete to him. it this year. But he did complete it this year. Wow, so congratulations to him. Yeah, yeah. And they had some big names at Peachtree this year too, uh, which was really cool. And I remember getting a chance. I was fortunate enough to be an invited runner at Peachtree mm-hmm. um, for a few years there um, in my 40s. And uh, it was cool to line up right behind those guys and get to go into the same areas they warm up and warm mm-hmm. up with them and, and that kind of thing. That was always a lot of fun. You realize that it's not what you think. Mm-hmm. It, it, the picture of who those guys are changes a lot when you get a oh, chance man. to warm up with them. Yeah. Um, you realize... You know, I'm really focused on my warm up. They look like they're just out, just chit chatting, not running hard. Just they do a couple of strides. They get on the line and boom, they're off at 420 pace. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just crazy to watch them. But anyway, um, there were two crazy finishes this year. The men's race finished. It was just like a, I think there were three guys that were just shoulder to shoulder all the way down that last straightaway, which had to be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. But on the ladies' side, it was the craziest thing. The leader of the race, apparently, you know how when you got like a, a lead motorcycle, um, the motorcycle just before the finish line, they peel off and they turn. Well, when the motorcycle peeled off and turned, she followed the motorcycle. <laughs> and she realized it, but it was too late. And she wound up finishing third or fourth in the race. Really? Yes. Yes, because she followed the motorcycle. 
Isn't that crazy? Wow. At the at a big race like the Peachtree Road Race, but it was clear because you could see from where they were, you could see the finish line ahead of them. So it wasn't wow. like it wasn't like she couldn't tell where the finish line was. It wasn't confusing. Is there a video of that? I'd like to see that. I don't know I if there, there is. is. I'll bet there is. I'm all about it. But very very interesting. So even even the biggest races in the world, uh, people go the wrong way. Crazy stuff happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then this is maybe the biggest news of all coming out of Atlanta. The Atlanta Track Club is planning to build a $100 million indoor facility in Atlanta. I knew the Atlanta Track Club was a big track club, but to build a shell out $100 million for an indoor facility, that's, that's a big track club. Uh, I'm sure they're, they're doing a lot of fundraising yeah. on this. But, you know, famously, Georgia Tech is in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Georgia is in Athens, not too far out of Atlanta. And there are no indoor tracks in the state of Georgia. It's, yeah, I mean, anybody around here has to go to somewhere in lower Alabama. Yeah, Alabama or Tennessee or there, there's, there's tracks in, uh, st- so Tennessee has an indoor track. Yeah, Tennessee. There's, there's two or three in Tennessee. University of Tennessee has one. I know that. Yeah. Okay. Um, Clemson has one just across the line there in yeah. South Carolina. And then Birmingham has one in Alabama. Right. So everybody around us has, has all these indoor facilities except the state of Georgia. Hmm. So this will be something interesting. that will be good for the state of Georgia. And I imagine with Atlanta being as as friendly as Atlanta is to to this kind of thing, there'll be some big track events coming yeah. to Atlanta before oh, long. Yeah. I would say so, and I'm sure the Atlanta Track Club does a really good job at stuff. And I'll bet you it's going to be a nice facility. First class, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe we'll get some USA Championships there or something. All right, it's a time for Dean's thoughts, and that's a time when I share something that I've written about the intersection between running and faith. Well, most people hate the heat especially when it comes to running. But I've really learned to cope with it, even if it does get a little bit harder every year. This one's called Contrasting Heat. I've always said heat is just mind over matter. If you don't mind, it don't matter. (laughs) While it is most assuredly harder to run when it is 85 than when it is 70, how you think about it has a huge impact on the feeling of your run. Today, the real field temperature was 108 when I started and 113 when I finished. Now, I don't know exactly how they arrive at that real field temperature, but it certainly felt extra warm today. Nevertheless, I was able to cover 10 miles, albeit a little slower than my average run. What made this run interesting was that I decided before I went out to run that I was going to repeatedly tell myself the temperature didn't matter. Of course, it didn't help that there were reminders along the way, like the overpacked Red Clay Resort swimming hole, where hundreds of people were basking in the coolness of a spring-fed acre-sized pond, or the conspicuous observation that there were there was no one outside in their yards, or maybe most especially the fact that I left a puddle anywhere I stopped for more than two seconds from the gallons of sweat that was pouring from my body when I stopped to grab, grab a drink of water at Red Clay State Park. I just kept telling myself, sure, it's warm, but it's no big deal. And you know what? It wasn't really a big deal. Uncomfortable? Yes. But I know that I have an upcoming race that is going to be run during the dog days of summer. And during an hour and a half of heat would only increase my chances of success. As far as I was concerned, it was a win-win. I get it some practice for something I needed. And 
Well, I didn't have to worry about being cold while doing it. Seriously, the mind over matter thing works. Now, let me caution everyone. You do have to be careful in the heat. Everyone's limit is different, and you can't go over the line. I've seen heat stroke, and it is not a good thing. Take precautions and be smart. But my point is, don't give up before you even start. When I got through with the run, I walked around to the back of my house before going inside so that I could jump straight into the swimming pool. It's a nice reward for braving the heat. I jumped off the diving board and swam to the shallow end of the pool, and something struck me. The incredible contrast of heat versus the coolness of the pool. I was instantly satiated by the cool water. It's a little like what happens to us when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, isn't it? One moment we're struggling with life, and the next we can put it all in context, and there's a relief that overwhelms the struggle. Oh, life doesn't become easy. We still have to swim, but we can feel the coolness of our loving God all around us as we do. If you want to get even more dramatic, albeit brutally honest, think about the contrast of heaven and hell. I can't help but think about how oppressive the heat felt today, but it is nothing compared to eternal separation from God coupled with a suffering none of us can fathom. And the pool felt awfully good. But it is nothing compared to an eternity of worshiping God. I've always thought the Bible does a relatively poor job of describing heaven. First, because the words and circumstances of the day in which the Bible was written doesn't translate all that well to today's high-tech world. But also, because heaven is indescribable. I give the biblical authors credit for trying, but I can't help but think that no one on earth can possibly envision how incredible heaven will be. Running in the heat, it's temporary. Heaven is for eternity. I can't wait to see it. Good job, Dean. <laughs> so when was this? This was just this past last, week. Last week? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, last week. Well, really it was hot crazy hot, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. 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 You know, I've tried that once. Have I told the story on here? I don't know. About... I wanted to see what my sweat loss was. I was kind of geeking. This uh, is back in my yes, yeah. Iron Man days, yeah. and I wanted to try to geek out on sweat loss and sweat rate. So I left here. It's it's a mile and a half out to no, it's it's three. It was three miles to Varnell School. And mm-hmm. I was going to do a six mile run there and back. I weighed myself before I started. I was going to weigh myself when I got back. It was basically right at a hundred degrees one afternoon. And uh I got out there, and I had to stop at a guy's house. I mean, I was seeing dots, black marks. You know, I was blacking out, basically. Yeah. And so, to your point, this is a great story, but you got to be careful. Don't yeah. think just because Dean can do it, you can do it. You yeah. Pace yourself. Do a little at a time. Work up to that. Because you can't acclimate to it. Yes. Um But don't, if you live... In Michigan, don't go to Florida on a vacation and yeah, jump out in the hundred degree heat and think you're going to be all right. Uh, it probably won't end well. Absolutely, yeah. I remember a time when I was young. I was in high school at the time, and I went out for a, I went out for a five mile run one day. And the last thing that I remember was I was at the one mile mark of this run, and I don't know what happened that day, but all I know is the next thing that I remember was that I woke up on my bedroom floor. I don't know that I ran that five miles or I didn't. I, I have no idea what happened in between. 
It was the weirdest thing I've ever been through in my life. A Garmin would have been handy back in those it days. It would have, you know, yeah. See, I, you know, I've never happened. thought about that before. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it would have been, man. Well, last week I was running with this with one of the high school kids. You know the one, yeah. mentally tough kid, military, not only a military mentality. He's going into he's he talks about it every time we run sure. about his military and how he's going into the army, um, but he really struggles in the heat. Yeah. And so I was struggling so much more than he was, but he didn't know it because I wasn't going to say it. Um, but in his mind, he just couldn't keep up. And we had slowed down to a point where I didn't want to slow down anymore. And finally, he just kind of gave up and kind of fell way behind. Um, he kind of just broke, you know, and he, he slowed down and he saw Coley coming by and he thought, I'll, I'll run with Coley. And um, afterwards, guess what? He was mad at himself mm-hmm. for slowing down and giving up. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what we do a lot of times after the fact is after things. And it, this isn't just heat. It's anything that gets hard. After a workout, we get mad at ourselves afterwards for giving up. When we coast. When we coast. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. Again, the, the, the main point of the story is not to go run in the heat. It's not, It's just not to give up before you get started. Sure. So many of us. We just give up before we start. We we think well, this is too hard, and we just don't start it. Mm-hmm. And um, I tell people this. I tell people that my mother told me I could do anything, and I believed her. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's made me believe that I can do almost sure. anything, and that's great. But that's how God is with us, right? Mm-hmm. God knows that with us, and then with Him, we can accomplish so much. Um, Paul said he can be all things to all people. Mm. He believed God, mm-hmm. and we should all believe him. Mm. Word, While you are working hard to keep your body in shape physically, the music you listen to while you run can help keep you in shape spiritually. We have partnered with J Radio to put together a group of running playlists by Mitchell, Lane, Holly, me, and others that you hear on the Run Club podcast. Plus, you can listen to a playlist put together by members of Run Club just like you. Check out the whole station of Run For God playlist now at jradio.com and in the J Radio app. All right, every day, every week. I share a reason why running or walking is so awesome, and you're giggling over there. Probably only a runner would understand. That's exactly. If you if you went and said this to somebody that doesn't run, they would look at you like you had three heads. They probably or even walk. Walkers experience it too. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, go ahead. It's the post run dry t shirt, right? Again, you do have to be a runner to understand it. I don't know. I don't know that anything feels better than getting through with a run. You're right. And your shirt is just dripping. I've just never heard it. I've never seen it put in writing like this. (laughs) Like who would think to say that? But Dean would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your shirt is sticking to you. It's heavy, and you take that shirt off. You dry off with a towel, and you put on a nice, fresh, dry, clean. That's a word picture. Oh. Gosh, it feels so good. Yeah. And you can't do that if you don't get out there and run. Right. So it's one of the greatest things about running. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, you know, I, I always carry extra everything. No matter what, if I go run somewhere, I've always got an extra t-shirt. Mm-hmm. I've got an extra towel. I've got extra water. I've got, I've got extra everything in my truck. 
it's like a sometimes the kids forget their water i'm mm-hmm. like i got you covered mm-hmm. <laughs> well did you hear about this joshua chepta guy I is did. going to run the marathon mm-hmm. joshua chepta guy is the 5k 10k track world record holder sure and um he's never run a marathon before and he's going to run the valencia marathon you know valencia is quickly becoming one of the best marathons in the world really yeah is it considered fast yes crazy fast crazy fast that's where the women's world record no oh, really did she set the world record there the what the the it's fast it's crazy fast. so how do you so, think he'll do I don't know. That's that's been a big a big topic of debate in running circles right now because um, you know there's a lot of people who think they're looking at him shooting for the world record, and I think I think that's a little overkill. I can't imagine him setting the world record on his first marathon attempt. The only thing, I, the only reason I think it could be a possibility, and it's 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 kind of going back to what we've seen in triathlon, of course. Running is a little bit different because running has been around much longer and people have been specializing for much longer. But with the sport of triathlon, still, I mean, Ben Canute just broke the American record for Ironman. It's, you're seeing in triathlon, you're seeing the young guys who came up through the sport from, you know, the junior ranks to the sprints to the Olympic distance, they learn how to get really, 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 really fast. Yeah. And now they're adding distance to it, and they're shattering records right and left. And in the past, with the marathon, we've never really seen people make that transition, have we? From from we have. But to be that level of Cheptega. Well, To be the best in the Mo, world. Mo Farah. Mo Farah moved to the marathon just a few years ago. You know, for the first time, and he he was double Olympic champion, five k, ten k, and then he moved to the marathon, and he didn't do very well. I mean, he did he did well. He did well. He ran two hundred five, but he didn't. You know, he wasn't anywhere near the world record. I don't know. I just think I think I think there's there's definitely the possibility. Yeah, you can't count it out. Well, you just because of his pedigree. I mean, you're right. And we just had the female version of Joshua Chepta guy basically run her first marathon recently, and she she knocked out of the park, and she didn't set a world record, but she was only a couple minutes off. So um, I could picture Joshua Chepta guy running two hundred three. I can't imagine him running the world record, but I could imagine him running two hundred three and running really really well. Um, it'll be interesting. It'll be to fun see. to watch. It will sure. be fun to watch. Yes, absolutely. And then of course, if you're a track fan, the USA Championships they start tonight. I love this time of year. Oh, I've got my DVR set. I bet you no, do. No, I really don't. <laughs> uh, I think one of the interesting things about USA track and field right now are the personalities. Mm-hmm. Because you got the Noah Lyles and the Shakari Richardsons who are real flamboyant. They're in your face. They're Some people like them. Some people don't like them. And it's fine, whatever. And then you've got the quiet. The Sydney McLaughlin of Laveroni, who's just, you, like don't, you don't hardly ever hear from her. She just mm-hmm. gets out there and she hammers everybody on the track. And you know, Sydney is not going to run the hurdles at USA's this year. Since really? She's the That's wor- her specialty, isn't it? Well, since she's the world champion, she gets a bye 
to oh. the world championships. So she doesn't have to. So she doesn't have to run the USA's. So she's going to run the Open 400 instead, which, which I've been, she's never really done, has she? No, she she did. She ran it the, earlier this year. Okay, but she's. I mean, she did it in in college a little bit, but. She hasn't done it in a long Because we've time. said, when was it she, one of the hurdle races she ran, had that been an open 400, she would have still been like yeah. third or fourth or something like that. Yeah. She, up fifth, there. Fifth or sixth. She'd yeah. been up there. She'd have been yeah. in the final. She could have made the final. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so it's going to be interesting to see how she does. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm, that's fast. That's a fascinating byline of this. I think Mo also, you know, she's our 800 world champion. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not running the 800 because she doesn't have to. She's going to run the 1500 instead. Now, she's never run a good 1500. So it's going to be fascinating to see how she can, a little bit like Joshua Chepta guy moving up to the marathon. It's going to be interesting to see how she does in the 1500. Uh, a lot of people don't expect her to run in the final. They just, they don't think she's going to make it. So see, the problem with the USA championships, and we talk about this every year, there's just one little conflict. Tour de, Tour de France. France. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's my allegiance is there. That's, so yeah, maybe no, I'll maybe I'll catch a I'll catch a the replays on the yeah. tour. Yeah. I'll catch the replays on the <laughs> championships. Yeah. Uh well and then you got another one that's a world champ Noah Lyles won the world championship in the two hundred, so he's running the hundred and then um So this is common. This is they, com- they pick a different distance if they're the world champion well, than the primary distance. It's common since they made the new rule. They made so this, that's a new rule. This is a fairly new rule. Okay. Yeah. It used to be that they had to run – in order to make the team, they had to run that event. Well, that's pretty cool that it gives them the freedom to yeah. kind of try something different. Yeah. Because you never know what might happen. I yeah. Mean, Sydney might just kill the force. She might be – I can't Who imagine knows? she's not going to be good at it. Yeah. But yeah. We'll, we'll see. Um, and then, cause there's people talking about world records and stuff for her. And I'm like, Come, let's not get carried away. Let's, <laughs> you know, let's don't, don't get the expectations too high. Yeah. So, and then of course you got the, the distance races, the 800, the 1500, the 5k, the 10k, all of those races for the United States right now, there's a pack, especially on the men's side, there's a pack of guys. There's four or five guys that really have a good chance for those three spots to get the world championship. So it's, they're going to be really, really fascinating. So is Chip Chep the guy hanging up the middle distance stuff? No, he said he's going to go okay. through the Olympics next year okay. for, uh, for the track. Makes sense. So yeah. Um, anyway, I'm looking forward to this USA championships about as much as I've looked toward any or been excited for any in recent memory. Um, and then, of course, the world championships are in August. That's the whole idea behind USA is having them in July. So that, that and they're uh, where this year? We can pick the team. Where are the world championships? Yeah. Or the, um, I can't remember where the world championships are now. I don't remember. The USA's are in Eugene, Oregon. Um, hmm. And one of the most interesting stories about USA's this year is there is a sprinter. Her name is Mia. I'm not sure how, I, how to say her name. Bra, Bra, Brahe. Peterson, um, this girl sent a, he, she signed an NIA deal. That's name, image, likeness deal mm-hmm. with Nike where she gets paid. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's a high schooler mm-hmm. and she's a sprinter. And so, so they can do that in high school. They can I do didn't that know that high, extended on down I, to high school. I did not either. I, this is, this is a recent development. And the interesting thing about her, she's got the second fastest high school 200 meter in history. The only person who's faster than her is Allison Felix. That's a pretty famous track name. Um, but to look at her, 
she does not look like a runner at all. Hmm. I mean, not just she doesn't look like a sprinter. She doesn't look like a runner hmm. at all. She looks more like a, I don't know, a volleyball player. I mean, she, well, she's not that tall. I don't know how tall she is, actually. But she's just kind of a little bit bigger boned, a little bit. She just doesn't look like a doesn't super have athlete. the frame of your typical. Yeah, and I think this is going to be fascinating to watch how she does over over the years. Yeah, because um, I like seeing somebody who's not the typical. They don't person fit the mold as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so keep an eye on that Mia Mia Peterson girl. And of course, I have a race suit pretty soon too. I'm going to run the 5K, and then I'm going to team up with three other 55 to 59 year olds to try to set the American record for the outdoor four by 800 meters. Because you got it for the indoor. Yes, we yeah. set it. Is for it the, the same indoor. guys you're meeting up with? Uh, one of them is the same. Hmm. Two of them are the same, and then one guy's a different guy. Hmm. So uh, yeah, it'll be that'll be fun to to try to do that. Um, as I said, I, I haven't felt that great about my, my running lately, so I hope I don't let them down. Yeah. But, uh, if we run as luck. fast as we did indoors, we'll, we'll, we'll set the record. So, hey, and just so everybody knows, I'm, I want to give a shout out for the Hawkins, uh, fundraiser 10K. So if yeah. you, if you haven't, if you don't know anything about that completely, um, low key, it's a, a 10K that we do down in Cartersville, Georgia, where Angie and Patrick Hawkins, Live, uh, great race. It's a lot of fun. Very low key. It's about as low key as you can get. Yep. But it's also, you can do it virtually. It's, it's kind of a fundraiser for Run for God. So go to runforgod.com, check that out, go to events tab, drop down and you'll see the Hawkins, uh, fundraiser 10k. But yeah, there's a lot of people signing up for that right now. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. It will be. Well, all right. Let me leave you with this trivia question for next week. What is the highest grossing film about running of all time? You have any idea? Do you think you know? I actually looked it up. Did you? When I was reading your notes. Did earlier. it surprise you or was I, I couldn't expected? figure it out. Oh, really? I, I, yeah, oh, okay. I couldn't figure it out. All right. All right. Yeah, you so can't. You're gonna have, it wasn't a quick Google search. I'll yeah. put it that way. Yeah. You had, you're going to have to dig. You do have to dig. I up. did a quick search and couldn't figure it out. That's right. Yep. Yep. So if you know the answer to that, you can send the answer to dean at runforgod.com. And if you're the first person to answer, then you will win $20 off in the Run For God store. So before you get to the motivational thought of the week, I want to invite everybody back next week. You've heard us on here talking about some things going on. We mentioned it in this podcast. We've mentioned it a few times in the past few weeks. We've got a big announcement next week. So tune into this podcast next week, and we're going to let the cat out of the bag. Yeah. Um, it's some pretty cool things going on, and uh, we're all excited. And uh, I think you're going you're gonna to be surprised. Absolutely. It's going to be fantastic. All right. I'm going to leave you with this motivational thought of the week. Actually, here's what I did. I had a motivational thought of the week. I had a, a quote. And then I kind of wrote my response to that quote, and I liked my response better. So I'm so just you gonna, hijacked it. So I hijacked the yeah, I Good hijacked it, and it's just my this is so this is just Dean's quote. It is hijacked from somebody else. No, 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 no. This isn't the Our quote. Chip. This isn't the, the. I took the quote out completely. It's not. Oh, here. this is oh, this is just what I wrote in response. By, to, yes, inspired by. That's a good you. way to put it. Okay, and it is some days just getting out there is the victory. Enjoy those days, not because they feel good, but because they don't. I like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, 
um, we're so, again, come back next week, but we are 173 episodes in. If you'd have told me we were going to record 173 mm-hmm. podcasts, no I would have said, that's crazy. That's yeah. a crazy thought. Yeah. And here we are. It seems like yesterday we were on episode 2A, which and, was the coronavirus edition. That's true. <laughs> And I'll tell you this. I went through. I don't know if you've gone through and read the the um, uh, reviews, but if you're out there and you enjoy this podcast, write a review on that podcast. I can't tell you how much that lifted me up reading the reviews that are out there. Um, there's not a ton of them out there, but the ones that are out there were they're so well done and they make us feel really good. And, and um, but also. Those positive reviews also help other people find. So, were this there podcast. any that said y'all are just terrible? You need to quit doing what you're doing. Not a single one. Okay. Because I know some people probably think it, but just don't worry about leaving other people. <laughs> that's just right. Change the channel. Yes, that's, that's right. Think, right. Go to a different podcast. But for everybody else, thank you. <laughs> yes. Thank you for those reviews. And and like Dean said, share the podcast, rate the podcast, give us a five star review because it does help. You know. We were talking the other day. We're kind of kicking the tires of a hundred thousand downloads now. We're yeah. we're quickly getting to that point, and it's because people are interacting, and yeah. and the the successful interaction of a podcast breeds more success. And That's right. we know that this podcast is so much more than running, and That's we right. want to share that same hope with other people who don't know about us. So share us, give us a comment, give us a review. Do all those things. That's right. And until next week, may God bless every step of every run and or walk. (laughs) Go out there and shine your light. Good job, Dean. For more information about the Run for God ministry, go to runforgod.com. If you have questions about your salvation, click on the Peace with God tab. There's nothing more important. Thanks for joining us today.